ladies and gentlemen. And so it begins. Give the people what they want. The rise. All the way to the top. Yeah. The fall. Heroes just got tombstone. The slam. It's me, Austin. This is FRS Slam. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. The most extensive, what? intensive, comprehensive, what? counteroffensive wrestling show on the planet. Woo! Now, finally, it's time. Win. Here's Jamie Eisner. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And Chris Schubert. You come out here and you run your mouth. FRS Slam begins now. What's going on, wrestling fans? Welcome into another edition of FRS Slam Radio. Jamie Eisner sitting all the way on the other side of the room. That's me. I'm over here behind the the producer's desk here pushing buttons, making all the magic happen. Chris is very good at pushing buttons. He's not good at a lot of things, but pushing buttons and very good at it. And Jamie, we have quite the show for everybody today. There's a lot to talk about here. Do you want to start with Raw or do you want to start with everything else? In the world of professional wrestling. Let's start with everything else. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll delve into Raw. Let's start with the the story that is out there uh, about somebody's Royal Rumble odds dramatically increasing on the sports uh, betting sites where you can bet on the Royal Rumble. Which is, by the way, ridiculous. That you, should, you could be able to bet on <laughs> yes, WWE. But, is... hey, you know what? Uh, who am I? To tell you what to spend your hard-earned money on. So uh, these are a lot of UK sites, I, I believe. Yeah, um, a lot of stuff overseas. And, and we've talked about this. Is, uh, Skybet is the site that we've talked about a lot when we've read these Royal Rumble odds. And I don't think past. these odds are from there. No, they I, are. Are they from there? Yeah, okay. I double-checked. Okay, so... Uh, I'm some, a journalist, Chris. Capital some, J. Somebody's odds have changed from 66 to 1 to, was it 9, nine to, one, to 1? 10 to 1? 9 to 1. And do you know who that is, Mr. Jamie? American Dragon. It's Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's odds have increased from 66 to 1 to 9 to 1. Things that make you go. So hmm. you tell me what that means. Nothing. It means That means nothing to you? To me, it means nothing. It means nothing that his odds went I from I don't think Skybet knows stuff that we don't about this Rumble. I don't. No, no, no. I, I agree. But you don't think it means anything. You don't no. think we should pay attention even in the slightest. It's it's fun to talk about because as we did before the show, it, it kicked off a nice little thought exercise of what would what – would, uh, also, also, there's a new favorite on the women's side. It's Ronda Rousey. I was going to get there. And No, but this, but this, this conversation is important that you bring up both of them because we had a nice little thought exercise of how awesome – the Royal Rumble pay-per-view would be if Ronda Rousey and Daniel Bryan won their respective Rumble matches. And I said, and you can tell me if I'm, you know, going over the top here. I said it may be one of the, mo- the one of the biggest moments in WWE history. I agree for with you two completely. different reasons. For Bryan, because he's returning, and in his first match back, he will have won the Royal Rumble and would get the main event WrestleMania for the belt in whatever capacity. And for Ronda, one of the biggest stars of MMA. I mean, she maybe isn't as big as she was, but she's a she was a huge MMA star. She's got big, you know, name appeal. And she comes in and she wins the Royal Rumble and gets the WWE a ton of mainstream appeal. I mean, to have both of those moments in the same night is something that I don't think the WWE can really replicate any other time. Now, I'm here to tell you that one of them is not going to happen, and it is going to be Daniel Bryan winning the Royal Rumble because Daniel Bryan is not going to be in the Royal Rumble. It's not happening. Daniel Bryan is not wrestling for WWE anymore. I'm willing to, you know what? Cold takes exposed. Big, big. They, they love to call people out for their sports takes. They can call me out for this wrestling take. Daniel Bryan will not wrestle another match for WWE. 
There it is. On, yeah, in audio form. I, I'm, I'm of that mindset as well. I, I'd be very surprised to see him. A, in the, I would be shocked to see him in the Royal Rumble. I would still be just surprised if he ever is in a WWE ring again in a physical capacity in a match. Uh, I Look, it's one can dream. One can think about you know how much that we enjoyed the Daniel Bryan run. And think about, you know, maybe we can get that again. But it's, I don't think this is anything. Well, then, just to take our thought exercise a little bit further, you and I basically booked every uh, feud possible for Daniel Bryan in New Japan. Yeah. And I am now going to be the champion of, I don't want Daniel Bryan to wrestle for WWE. I want his contract to expire, and I want him to go to New Japan. Because there's not a feud, that you there's not a person you could put him with that I don't want to see. Like, here, what I'm just going to throw feuds at you. Daniel Bryan, Tetsuya Naito. Daniel Bryan, Kazuchika Okada. Daniel Bryan, Will Ospreay. Daniel Bryan, Marty Scroll. I mean, you're paying an absorbent amount of money to watch those matches. You are paying every dollar you own to see those feuds. So that is really where I'm at in terms of this whole Daniel Bryan thing is if, he, if he's cleared to wrestle by a bunch of other doctors and WWE won't clear him and, and he wants to wrestle and the doctors say he can wrestle and, and Bree's fine with it and he thinks it's, it's safe enough for him to wrestle and WWE doesn't want to clear him, then by all means, Daniel, go wherever you want to go. Go to CMLL. I know that's something that he's talked about wanting to do. Go to New Japan. Do all of those things. Maybe be a part of, maybe be all in, perhaps. Uh, all in is a little too soon. They may push that show back. If they if they get word that he's not going to resign, they may push that show back a little bit. We'll see. It's not, not that easy. If you, but again, they don't have a venue yet. So that's the biggest thing. They don't have, once they get a venue, they're not pushing it back. Can I talk about something else? No. About the Royal Rumble. Sure. Somebody's odds, I think, have also moved up. Okay. Dolph Ziggler at six to one. Was he there the last time we discussed this? Not that high, but he was. He was in that range. Okay. Well, now he's six to one, and a lot of people are predicting him as a surprise sleeper candidate to win the Royal Rumble. I can't think of anything I would be more upset at. Oh, I I could think of a lot of things. No, no, no. I actually, you know what? I I have no problem saying this. I'd rather Roman Reigns win the Royal Rumble than Dolph Ziggler. Why do you hate Dolph Ziggler so much? I, Dolph Ziggler is Dolph Ziggler and EC3 are the same are the same person to me. They're generic John Q wrestler. There's the John Q public. You always bring that up on every podcast that we do. That is a bit of John Q wrestler. That's how I feel about I, Dolph yeah. Ziggler. I mean, you and I disagree on on Dolph Ziggler. I, I I don't anticipate him winning the Rumble because I don't think they're going to rocket strap him again for this. I don't think that's a few that they're looking for. Uh, I think they're going to keep him in that U.S. title range again. I think we're coming well, again. I think we're building toward a who's the real U.S. champion feud. Well, they took. It appears as though, and this is this is WWE.com at its finest here. The U.S. title match has been taken off the Royal Rumble card. It's no longer on the official preview for the Royal Rumble. If you go to the page on WWE.com, so potentially they could be crowning that champion next week on their go-home show because, we, as we know, the second round of that tournament is tonight. Yes. So they're going to continue that tonight, and then hopefully they have the finals next week. Because if, if it's not going to be on the Royal Rumble, I don't want them to wait till after the Royal Rumble. I think it's going to lose all the momentum. That it, it, I mean, it doesn't have a whole lot, but it's going to lose some of its momentum. Uh, the other big thing we want to talk about officially, uh, Ricochet, War Machine, announced uh, earlier this after, earlier this morning excuse me, that they are officially off to the WWE Performance Center. They are now members of NXT. How does that make you feel? Uh, by the way, I, uh, it, the U.S. title match is very much in the Royal Rumble preview on WWE.com. I'm staring at it right now. I read a story today that said it is not. 
I, I am. I, I will. Right I, I'm going to find this story right now and see what. And on WWE.com, we're a Rumble page preview. It is right there. Hmm. This is interesting. Oh no no no! Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. This is this is what I I misspoke here. My apologies. If you go to the uh, if you go to the Royal Rumble page, right? Are you yes. on the Royal Rumble page? Do you yes. see the United States Championship to be decided in a tournament? Yes. Click on that. Yeah, and I got to the part right here where it's in the preview. No, no, but like, what does it say in the text? Yeah, the tournament will be determined to be in a superstar tournament. Does it say like, anything else? No. Because I'm reading a quote that says the tournament finals will take place during SmackDown Live on Tuesday, January 23rd. I did not see that. Okay, but, I just, I'm just asking because that's the, the story I'm reading, and PW Insider also reported this that they moved the they moved it. So that's why I was asking. So I'm clicking on the. Here, let me click this. All right, so yeah, then, yeah, then they would give this out on the uh, the go home show. Right, so that was that would be the the, the idea. Oh, actually, no, Jamie, if you do click on the, the the read more on the U.S. Championship tournament, it does say on that page that the tournament final will take place during SmackDown Live on Tuesday, January twenty third. Got it. So they they did move it up, crowning so, Jinder Mahal as U.S. Champion. Can't I wait. can't wait for that either. Uh, so. Any Back to Ricochet and War Machine officially signing with WWE and NXT today. The one other one we're waiting on is Tessa Blanchard. Yes. Uh, that one has not been announced yet, but she has been rumored to be coming with Ricochet over to WWE. Are you excited? Yes. I am more excited, I think, for Tessa Blanchard than anything else. So um, you're, you're, you, I, have I gotten you on the Tessa Blanchard bandwagon? No, I've been you? on the Tessa Blanchard okay, bandwagon I just, before I knew you. Okay. Um, I was just – I've been impressed with – when I first saw her, she was fluid in the ring, but she was playing wrestler personality-wise in the ring. I thought she was comedically over the top uh, when I first saw her, and she's kind of cal- she's very much calmed that down. So she she had the the flashes of success before. So I, I've been a big Tessa Blanchard fan for a little bit here. Um, I like Ricochet as well. I I'm cautiously optimistic to see what he does in WWE mm-hmm. and what his style is going to be like and how he fits in that equation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like War Machine a lot, but I feel like they have like three or four tag teams that are very similar builds to them already in the company. So mm-hmm. I want to see how they differentiate them from everybody else. That's going to be the important part is differentiation. Uh, I got something else here for you, Jamie, that I just stumbled upon that you don't know about. So the WWE 2K18, the video game, yes. they're releasing a DLC, I believe, today called their Enduring Icons DLC, and it has the Hardy Boys in it. IGN did an interview with Mr. Matt Hardy, the Woken one, and he was asked about being Woken on the main roster. Can I read you his quote? Yes. Will you allow me that opportunity? Yes, I will allow you to serenade me. Quote, he was asked, what's it like now to be Woken on the main roster? Quote, it's been great, just tremendous. And I read tremendous in the Woken voice in my head. And I'm very excited for, for this undertaking. It's starting to take hold. I think the hardcore fans have to remember that patience is paramount. There's such a huge percentage of the WWE universe and the WWE fan base who aren't familiar with the story of the woken slash broken character, so we have to educate them and get them up to speed and help them understand what's going on. And that's something that the diehard fans are frustrated with. But things are going to get where they need to be, and this is a process now that's playing out over TV. The biggest thing I'd say to people is just sit back and enjoy this truly, truly fun and jubilant ride. Then he was followed up with asking about will there be a final deletion style match in WWE? Quote, 100% absolutely. 
you can pick what where you would like to go from there. Well, let, let's start with the overall main point of that, which is something we discussed on the show before, where I was saying I was hoping this was the case, that they were playing the long game in order to educate WWE fans who did not watch TNA and did not watch the development of the broken character come into place, and that that's the only reason why this feels like it's a slow burn. My fear was that they didn't care about that stuff, and it was just this is what they wanted him to do. So those are very encouraging words that follow along with one of the things that I thought was a possibility. And in that case, I am very happy. I, I think him saying that is going to be taken very well by a lot of people like yourself who are concerned. Now, you, your level of concern has not been the level that I've seen from other people. Of like, oh, they're they're ruining it. It's gonna, they, you know, it's not gonna go anywhere. They, in two two weeks, they're just gonna be done with it. Like I've I've seen that. You've been like, okay, I get where they're going. I just hope they stick with it. And it appears from Matt's comments that they are. That this is a long game that they're trying to play. They're trying to introduce their their crowd to this character before. Jamie, it, it's one of those things, and and I've tried to rationalize this. Matt Hardy is supposed to be this crazy person, right? Yes. If you don't explain why the person is crazy or explain the little nuances in his character, like the promos, like the delete, like the, the laugh, if you don't slowly build those things, you can't just go from zero to 100 because it's not going to make sense. It's going to make sense to you and I because we know the character. Yeah, it's a complicated gimmick. And I think what WWE is trying to do is, uh, sure, this past week's a perfect example of kind of st being stuck in neutral because they don't want to go full pedal to the metal yet, right? And they got a lot of things they're working on right now. They got the Raw 25 next week. They got the Royal Rumble right around the corner. They don't want to go, you know, pedal to the metal with something that they may not be able to fit in over the next, you know, couple of shows that they have. So post-Royal Rumble, I think you're going to see this take on a life of its own and really be something that over three hours of television every week, you're going to be able to see kind of culminate into the full broken, woken Matt Hardy on the main roster. Yeah, and again, this is what I was hoping. This was the best case scenario and also a realistic scenario. I said my concern was going to be that I was always going to have the issue with I know where this character was built and how it was built and how long it took and where it was going and where it's been. So I, I, I try to be as objective as I possibly can, but it's very difficult because for me, it's, it's like backtracking in a video game. It's like you, you, you played to a certain level, you lost your save file, and now you have to go back and play it again. Mm -hmm. I've already seen some of this stuff, so to me it's, for lack of a better phrase, boring to redo the same level that I very much enjoyed when I did it the first time. So for me, it's I'm excited for the possibilities. I was hoping that this was going to be the case and this wasn't going to be – well, this is our interpretation of the Woken character. And based on Matt's comments, I don't think it is. Right, based on what Matt just said in that interview with IGN, he knows he he understands the perception. He knows that there are fans out there that are like, dude, we've seen this. Like, let's move on. Let's do. Let's get to the character that we all know and love. The full woken that you were or broken when you left Ring of Honor when you left TNA. Right, that's what they want. And he's like, just pump the brakes. Just be patient. We're getting there. Right. But the fact that he said that makes me, I have no problem waiting if I know that was the plan all along. And it appears it was. And if that's the plan all along, I'll sit back and wait as long as, as it takes. Mm -hmm. My concern was that this wasn't part of a waiting game. There was a part of me that went, oh, maybe this is what they think the WWE-ified broken character is going to be. 
And again, Matt's comments certainly don't paint it as that picture. It paints it as there is a plan here and they know where they are trying to go. Do you want to talk about Raw now? Sure. This was a weird show. That's the word I'm going to use. And we're going to get into a bunch of different stuff from this. Let me just kick it off here by saying you and I had zero expectations for this show last night. I think I pretty much said as much on the show yesterday. You you said you were not looking forward to Monday Night Raw. It was not. I was. I got home yesterday. It was like four thirty. Humble brag. I was sit. Well, okay. I Raw starts at six. I'm just kind of painting a picture here, and I had about an hour and a half, and I was just you know sitting around. I was had to do run some more errands, so I was about to leave, and it was like five thirty, and I thought to myself like, if I don't get back by the time Raw starts, all right, no big deal. Now, I ended up being able to get home before Raw started and being able to see everything that happened, but I wasn't really, you know, broken up about the idea of not being able to get home in time. Were you woken up? I, you know, woken up. So this show starts with Braun, they, they show the video package of what Braun Strowman di- uh, did last week, attempting murder on uh, Brock Lesnar and Kane, and then the show opens with Braun Strowman coming out. My first thought was, oh gosh, please don't let Braun cut a 15-minute promo. Braun. That's not what Braun Strowman is supposed to do. So Braun comes out, it's like, I gotta tell everybody a short story about how a beast and a machine met the monster at the Royal Rumble and that the monster became the new Universal Champion. Then Kurt Angle comes out and By the way, before you even get into that. That's like, a great short story, by the way. Uh, I hate that they're calling Kane a machine. I know that's a thing that Paul Heyman's done in his promos, but like, I. He's the big red machine. I know, but whatever. Okay. So Kurt Angle comes out and you knew trouble was about to start when he had security guards with him. That's that's you know you, something's gonna. Are happen. you saying you knew he was trouble when he walked in? The like arena? the Taylor Swift song? Yes, I did. So Braun says I was in the middle of a story. Kurt's like I got a story of my own. You endangered the lives of Brock Kane. You cost the company thousands of dollars in equipment. Braun's like, well, it could have been much worse. And I started laughing at that comment. Kurt's like, I have to provide a safe working environment, and, you know, Braun has to settle his differences in the ring, and Braun says, I'll do what I want. If I want to break <laughs> Suplex City, I will. If I want to k- go to kick the door into hell, and, and if I want to become Universal Champion, I will do all of that. I'm, I'm a big fan of Braun. Braun's like, yeah, I'll just do what I want, okay. actually. <clears throat> I had one problem with this whole promo. Okay. Did, did you have, the, do you know the, where I'm going with this? I do not. Okay. So then Kurt Angle says, you're lucky that Braun and Kane can compete, but you're not going to be in the match anymore because you're fired. Okay, so he fires Braun Strowman. And what was his reasoning for firing Braun Strowman? Oh, if this is why, then yes. Uh, that he created an unsafe work environment. Okay, do you remember, and I know you do, so this is a very leading question, when Roman Reigns attempted murder on Braun Strowman, and the next night on Raw, Kurt was like, "Nah, eh, it's okay. Correct. Okay, so then yes, then I do agree with this. It was the only problem I had with this. I was sitting there watching this promo. I think Brian Alvarez, who we talked about on the show yesterday, also tweeted out. It's like, like, uh, how about all the other things that Brock Lesnar has also done? I'm like, Kurt, Roman took an ambulance with Braun Strowman in the back and backed it into a wall. You didn't fire him for that, but you fired Braun Strowman. So I was on on Braun Strowman's side. I was like, you can't unjustly fire uh, Braun Strowman. So they make him leave, and, and as Braun is about to exit the arena, a security guard makes a, a fatal mistake. Because if this security guard doesn't put his hands on the shoulder of Braun Strowman, we have no problems. But the security guard put his hands on the shoulder of Braun Strowman, and Strowman just snaps. And he starts throwing people. And he threw a security guard. The, the, the security guard that thrown over the barricade through the table... I was shocked he he broke the first table. I thought he was going to get thrown over both tables. Yeah, I was that guy got about. thrown. Yeah, he got he got thrown. I mean, that initial pad from underneath too. But, but he got that. Well, he was. I was surprised tossed. he didn't hit that second table that harder. Like, I, I was like, how did he not? Jamie, I thought he was going to go past both tables. That's how hard Strowman threw him, and he ended up just like 
kind of going over the guardrail into the first table. So Braun's just destroying people. It's awesome. Braun kicks the door into Kurt Angle's office. That thing flew off of its hinges. That was it was so cool. He takes a chair and destroys a television screen. On the first shot too. Oh, that thing! I thought that thing was gonna fall off the wall. Um, he then goes to uh, the the catering area as a crew member warns about you know Braun coming. Uh, Academy Award to the guy holding the cake. That was that awesome. That was so funny. I, I, just that you look at him and everybody in the audience is like, oh, he's going to slam that cake in that guy's face. And then he doesn't, which is hilarious. And he just takes a piece of cake and eats it. And then you have the rest of the show going on. You have Enzo Amore, you know, having a match, you know, uh, cutting a promo as Cedric Alexander is going to have a match. Uh, and then Braun throws a dumpster, tries to, like, push a dumpster towards a referee. Uh, you know, Kurt Angle... Uh, it's like, you know, look, I gotta, I gotta call the cops. Then John Cohn runs in. It's like, Braun's headed for the production trucks. And you brought up a really good point. Kurt Angle, in the heat of all this moment, remembered how much the production trucks were worth. By the way, uh, look, I, I'm a big Kurt Angle fan. He is a terrible actor. He had a rough night last night. His he, acting was not a, great. It's weird. Like, uh, a sense, and this is something that I have, we haven't talked about on the show, but I'm going to talk about it now. Since he's come back, I feel like he is overacting. As GM. Like, it feels like... It doesn't feel natural. Like, when I remember Kurt Angle from his days in the Attitude Era, or when I, even when I was first watching post-Attitude Era, and, I was, and I've gone back and watched them now, so this is not just like you had fond memories that have been warped in your mind over time. One of the things that was so great about Kurt Angle was how naturally he reacted to things in the moment on the mic and how seamless his transitions into comedy were. Like it would, it felt like he was just, it just was so natural. Mm-hmm. And I feel like right now, everything he said, almost everything he says just feels so unnatural. Can I? I feel like he's like, he's, and you know what? Maybe because his stuff's being written for him. Mm-hmm. That's probably what this is. Stuff is being written for him versus what's going off the top of his head. But it just feels like all of it, like, oh my God, the $12 million. It feels like so unnatural. And we have something to compare it to. He was the general manager of SmackDown. Yes. Remember? Yes, he was. I, I not once did I think he was overacting then. Why? Because he wasn't scripted. He didn't have to remember lines. He had to remember bullet points and get there and get to those bullet points. Yeah. And, and you forced him to get those lines and like, oh my gosh, it's $12 million. And it comes off as forced. Just think about it, Jamie. If we wrote out the script of this show, it would come off as forced. Yes. We don't have, we don't have, we have bullet points. Sometimes not even that. Sometimes you called in the ring. Right. We came in here and we said, we're going to talk about Daniel Bryan. We're going to talk about Raw. Wherever we go between that, as long as we hit the main points, we're fine. Yeah. The Matt Hardy thing. I was not anticipating talking about that. I didn't didn't even know about that report. Right. So that was not something we were going to discuss when we got in here. But but we're staying on track. We're doing what we're supposed to do because we have bullet points. We don't have a script that we're following. And it's because it just feels so unnatural. Like to me, if you're in that scenario, I could understand saying, oh my God, they're going to take us off the air. I could see that being a, a, a heat of the moment reaction somebody has. Like, oh, production, oh my God, they're going to take us off the air. Yeah. Steph, oh, Stephanie's going to kill me. Right. I could see that. But like, oh my God, they're worth $12 million with the eyes wide. And it was like, it feels so fake. So, Braun. And he's so good on the mic. That's what I don't like too. I understand there are certain guys you need to script things for because they would be an unmitigated disaster if they tried to think on their own on live television. But when you see people I. that e. are Roman talented Reigns. on the mic having to do this, it just it, it's painful. So Kurt knows what he's doing. Braun gets to the production truck, 
and he starts asking, mainly screaming at these technicians about By how. The way, let's talk about this for a second. I'm okay. sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, did. please. I'm okay. This was this was a good. They're in the production truck. Yes. How do they not know Braun Strowman is coming? That's a. I did not even think about that until just this moment. They you have, have him. You literally. He's on camera. You're you're, you're following the production him, truck. Right, you're following him around with a camera. So that's why again you're talking about continuity. What needs again something very simple for the segment is you have a you have the camera in the truck and as Braun Strowman is as Braun Strowman is coming, you have them go wait wait what did Kurt just say? Did yeah. Kurt Kurt say that he's and then you have somebody kind of barricading the door. And then and, – and somebody's like on the monitor, guys, he's coming. Guys, he's coming. And then you can still do everything else the same way. But you're in the production truck. You know he's coming. He's on your screen. You are producers. You are, you, are, you are coordinating the cameras to follow him around. And maybe people that aren't in the journalism or TV field don't know that. And so they just said, okay, whatever. They won't think about it. But the first thing I thought of is you're in the production truck. How are you surprised? So he gets in there and he just, he starts, he just starts asking what buttons do. I, that's great. And I needed... What if, if I smash this, will it turn us, take us off the air? I just needed him to just hit a bunch of buttons. I was afraid he was going to start hitting buttons, and I was like, well, oh. you, as somebody who's worked in a production truck before, you can just dummy the buttons. Mm -hmm. Some of those buttons don't do anything. You can just have him smash some buttons. That would have added something to it. So he, he makes the production truck people leave. Then he then he leaves, and then the production guys are like, all right, everybody, get back to where you're supposed I to go. I love how he runs into the door jam and gets mad at the door. He's like, stupid it's door, so and he starts good. throwing it. It was, it was great. Uh, so then he leaves, and they go back to their desks, and I look at the screen, and I go, Oh no, he's gonna drive away with the production truck. And I thought then, he was gonna. I thought he was, they were gonna do a gimmick where he flipped the tr the truck with them in it, not like just what he ended up doing, but like flip the. Production oh no no! Truck. I thought he was going to drive the truck out of the arena, and then the 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 inside of the production truck started shaking, and I was like, oh, he's actually gonna drive this out of the arena. No, he just detached it, and then. And by the way, all this was a pre-tape. I hope everybody knows that because some of this stuff they gimmicked. And then he he just picks up the, the truck and just flips it over, which you don't like. I tend – I'm I, fine with it. Yeah, it's great. I, I think it's overkill at this point. So then Braun comes back to the, to the ring and then he grabs Michael Cole after Booker T pushes Michael Cole towards Strowman. That's so good. Then Michael Cole gets himself stuck in his headset, and yeah. Strowman is fighting with that thing to try to get Michael Cole loose. And then he has him, and then Angle comes out with a bunch of security guards. He's like, I just talked to Stephanie. You're rehired, and, and you're back in the match as long as you let Michael Cole go. So then Braun just picks him up and throws him off the <laughs> stage into security. and In the lightest bump of all time. Yeah, it's not even a bump. Uh, I, I honestly, I would, I would have taken my grandmother in the same spot. I'm that confident that it sh that they would be safe. So I have a question for you. Yes. Because overall, we talk about the production truck and 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 them not knowing he's coming and and the Roman Reigns thing. Those are things I'm willing to look past because of how awesome this was. The one thing I'm not willing to overlook is in kayfabe, Braun Strowman getting fired for being too violent and destroying things destroying so much stuff that he got his job back. No, okay, so... Do you have a justification for this that I'm going to like? Okay. I do. I think Stephanie... Well, I guess... The, uh, Raw's going to be structured weird next week if I talk about this. But this is where Stephanie McMahon comes back next week and exp and it says, look, I only rehired him to make this stop. And th th that's going to be what the justification is. I rehired him to make this stop, but we have to figure this problem out. Okay, if that's the justification next week, then I'm fine with it. But honestly... They kind of just moved on from this after the first hour. 
Yeah, they pretty much did. I have another thing I would like to talk about before we get into the rest of the show. This was the best hour of Raw in the three-hour Raw era. And I, I anybody who wants to fight me on that, uh, you can come in here and so we have an extra microphone. You can sit in front of that microphone and try no, to argue. You can come in here and physically throw hands with Chris. Okay. Chris is you a want some guy. of these hands? Channel my inner Braun Strowman. Do you agree or disagree? I thought that was one of the best, if not the best, hour of Raw. I'm going to say one of the best. I'd have to go back and look at, I mean, because there were some other really good, strong first hours that we've talked about before, but it was definitely up there. Because I just loved how it was a story interwoven throughout the entire hour. It was constantly like, where's Braun now? Right? You know that uncertainty factor that we talked about? And coming back, it from, had it. And coming back from break and seeing him destroy things while matches are still going on. Right. And it was just awesome. It was Attitude Era-esque without having any of, like, the vulgarity or anything that you had. You were able to do everything. We talked about this with the thing they did last week. Yeah. You can still do these Attitude Era things in a PG environment. And that's what they did yes. last night for the first hour. And then after that, they just forgot it happened. It was like the writers wrote two different shows. Oh, this, this show is the Braun Strowman show. And you show. know what? That's a great way of putting it. And that, then the rest of the show was whatever else we came up that's with. That's a great way of putting it. Now that I think about it back, that's a great way of putting it. It felt like I watched two. Uh, it's funny. We watched the Braun Strowman show. Yep. And we watched the Jason Jordan, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor show. Mm-hmm. That's what we and watched. And then we had the normal filler in, in the uh-huh. It was a great first hour that would have been awesome if after he got rehired, Braun Strowman just continued his rampage. Yeah. Until he just, you know what, what with imperfect justification, he just destroys everybody backstage and then goes, I'm good, I'll leave. And then just leaves. Yeah, I'll leave now. Because then there's justification for the show to move forward. Yes. What, what, am I supposed to not realize that you just sent Braun Strowman to the back? Are we supposed to act like he's just fine now? Just chilling in the locker room. He's just hanging out with everybody? Going back to catering to eat some of that dominoes. cake? So that, that was, did look like a good cake. We had some chocolate it gave cake him the sh- It gave him the strength to not to dump over that truck. It did. Carb load. Braun Strowman is my favorite. I was I was texting in all caps back and forth with one of my wrestling buddies about how great Braun Strowman was because it was just it was just I was laughing I was just so happy to see Braun Strowman destroying people like Kurt Hawkins gets choke slammed through a catering table it it just had everything it had everything I wanted it was very good question did the crowd in San Antonio feel a little weird last they always night? do. They were very, I thought overall, they were very quiet. They marked out for one thing. They were big fans of Strowman. And they were big fans of the finish of the final match. That was it. That was the biggest thing they marked out for. Uh, Which we'll talk about, which you spoiled for me 45 seconds in advance. I forget that you are about 45 to 60 seconds behind my feet. Um, So that's okay. It's still not the worst spoiler that happened to me in the wrestling world in the last two years. So we've, uh, so, but otherwise they felt very, very, very quiet. Man, they were just kind of there. Yeah. By the way, there's apparently a snowstorm supposed to hit Corpus Christi, Texas today, where oh. s- where SmackDown is going to be, and we're being interrupted. We're being invaded right now. What are we? What is happening? What do you? What do you, what do you want? Oh, he's, he's asking oh, if you want a QT. QT. No, we're okay. okay. No, we're good. Thank you. He. By the way, for the listeners who have no idea what we're doing, There's, remember our friend from Friday, yeah, Alex Smolikoff, comes in here. He yeah. is asking us if we want anything from the convenience store. Yeah. So we had to shout out to QT. Not a sponsor of the show yet, but if they want to be, we'll be perfect. They can. So back on track here for a second. Where were we? What was I talking about? I don't know, but we're talking about the crowd. We're talking about how long. So Corpus Christi, I think, is supposed to get a snowstorm tonight. Let me check this. Corpus Christi. Because that's where SmackDown is tonight, I think. It's 31 degrees right now, and it looks like, I think, maybe it's supposed to snow. 
Yeah, winter weather. They like canceled school and stuff. That's where SmackDown's going to be tonight. So you got to worry about the attendance of SmackDown Live tonight because the weather is pretty bad. Feels like 17 out right now, uh, and it it might it might snow. So I think back to what we were talking about before we got into the weather report about how the, this was one of the best hours of wrestling uh, in the three. What about era? the crowd being weird too? Oh, the crowd was very weird. The uh, I don't know. Just like they didn't really react to anything. No, they just they were just <laughs> or monotone to everything. Though they popped for Nia Jax, they did, which was odd to me. I mean, they popped for Strowman, like, but Strowman's okay. Over. See, Strowman, Roman got uh, Roman got uh, no. Jason Jordan got some cheers. Well, did you hear that? Well, Jason Jordan, you know, Jason Jordan got some cheers. You know, this, this show had so much weird good stuff on it. It had a lot of bad stuff, but it had some really really yeah, good stuff. Yeah, because I do want to talk about, and, and put this into your run. I do want to talk a little bit about the finish of the Nia Jax. Match. As do I, because I think you were spot on. With uh, your, your assessment. So we will get to that. So can we'll, I, we'll get to that. Can I continue through yes. the rundown of the show? Yes. Uh, so Chris, Kurt, it, it, Those of you who don't know, Chris drives the show where I derail yep. him constantly and I get with us my back tangents, on track. but Chris is going to have to pull me back to reality. And I get us back on track. So that was just the first hour of Raw. That was the Braun Strowman hour, and it was awesome, and I would love that every week from now until Braun Strowman ever. power hour. Uh, so Kurt's in his office. Jason Jordan comes in. He's like, hey, Dad, thanks for all the opportunities that you've given me over the last year. And if, if Strowman would have come after you, I would have had your back, Dad. And then, you know, we're ready for the Royal Rumble. But you know what? Seth, we got, we got to get Seth ready for this match. So do you think you could give him a match tonight against Finn Balor? And, uh, and Kurt's like, yeah, sure. You can, you can, have, you can have a match against Finn Balor. Uh, and then what else? We get the, we get the Nia Jax Oscar match. I'm not even Tony Nese, Cedric Alexander could could just it didn't, Tony Abs just did, did not matter. So Oscar Tony Abs okay, and Muscles Marinara. So the Oscar Nia Jax match, which as if you are a regular listener of this show, you will know that yesterday I yelled about this, and I'm okay with what they did here. I'm not happy about it, but I'm okay with what they did here. And Jamie would like to discuss how he thinks that they messed up the finish. Yes. That they were supposed to be a different finish, and I agree with him. So Jamie, and, I, and I thought of it right away. The when, floor is yours. As did I. It was so, the moment you – I was like, yep, that's exactly what I was Obviously, thinking. Oscar was working – basically, from the knee bar on, Oscar was working the knee of Nia Jax. He's, Chris is throwing up the sideways thumb for the bar. We are the bar. Go ahead. Uh, so from the knee bar on, she was working the knee. When they do that spot on the outside where the – for whatever reason in this particular match, hint, hint, it was a work, the ring steps are just a little bit away from the ring. They're not right up against it. So Nia Jax is supposed to get her legs stuck in there. The problem was is they were too far away from the ring. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't actually get stuck. As you see, she's she's going. She's kind of like does that spot where she's facing the ring and her knee, her knee is supposed to get stuck in the opening between the ring and the stairs. What hurt her the most was on the initial getting knocked down by Asuka, the stairs separated Even too more. much yeah. from the ring. So when she tried to get her leg stuff, stuck, there was enough room for her leg to naturally fall out the side. Yes. Where normally, if it's tighter to the to the ring, she would have been able to, you have enough to room get stuck, there. but she didn't. And she didn't. So she ends up falling to the side of the stairs instead mm-hmm. of being stuck in them and unable to, again, which was supposed to be a, what I believe would have been a count-out finish, where so she, she gets stuck in the stairs, referee counts to 10, match is over, uh, uh, Asuka wins, Nia Jack technically loses, but really she got stuck more than she lost. A la the AJ Styles-Kevin Owens finish where AJ got stuck in the announce table from Correct. way back. Correct. So it's not even just like a count-out. It's a, they would have been able to get back in the ring, but they literally could not. Right. The problem was she fell out. 
And so then at that point... She panics. You can tell I, she panics. To me, it looked like she panicked because one, I went, wait, she's getting up? I thought she was just, you would just lay on the ground and take the 10 count at that point because you're still going to do the same count out finish. But she panics and she gets back in the ring. And if you notice when she gets back in the ring, Asuka looks at her with like this deer in headlights look. I'm like, look, what are we going to do? And she gestures at the referee. Like she kind of like takes her right arm and like th- like a, like a almost like a delete like a well, hard she, delete, she wanted like, to d- delete Nia Jax. Yeah, she wanted to delete Nia Jax. Was wow, like, was trying to communicate to the referee. Uh, I don't know what to do right now. Yeah. So here, in in any sort of business, when you have a plan up to a certain point, and then you uh, you get to a point where that plan is gone, and you have to come up with something else, a lot of pressure comes in that moment. And because if you notice there, where Nia tries to do, and Nia's end up talking to the referee, mm-hmm. but Asuka never gets near Nia again for that match. Because she never comes up to her, she never tries to get a move, she never sets anything up, she literally just, Asuka just stays in her side of the ring, and then they, they run the, I can't, com- uh, my knee's too hurt to compete finish. See, to me, and again, I'm not going to criticize these two ladies for trying to come up with a finish on the fly, because that's what they probably had to do. I would have just done the spot again. I don't know if I want to repeat the spot. If if okay, yeah, if I, it were, if it were me, I stay. I try. I I, I I try to dummy it. Here's the thing. I, I appreciate Nia Jax not insulting our intelligence by making it trying to pretend like she is stuck when she is clearly not stuck. But she also kind of insulted our intelligence with the way she sold that knee when she got in the ring. Yeah, that 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 fake step fall yeah. was it was brutal. it was bad. I like her a lot, but it was yeah. that was brutal. it was a struggle. At that point, I think you you take the count out because the finish was going to be a count out anyway. Mm-hmm. You can have commentary try to sell some story. Yeah. Let Corey Graves try to sell some it's, story. It's, you know why? Because you're still going to have to f- maneuver some things, but it's not awkward in the moment. In the moment, it's like, oh, wow, it's a count out. Or even if you want to do that spot on the outside and get up and then get up, grab the ropes, and then immediately your knee buckles and you fall back down and the count, and the, the count can, continues to 10. Uh-huh. That is a much better finish in the moment. Now, again, there's a, a gazillion things running through your mind at that point when, in the heat of the moment when the finish just got blown. But that would have been a better option than getting all the way back in the ring and then doing it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, do you want to mention that before this we had uh, Titus Worldwide beating uh, the bar via a Jason Jordan distraction, which kind of sets up everything else for later on in the show. Uh, we get the the revival beating two local jobbers via the Shatter Machine and cutting the smarkiest promo ever. Okay, so two things here. First part is one, I think they needed to do a better job of describing why Seth Rollins was mad. Why does Seth Rollins care if Jason Jordan cost their bitter enemies a match? Because Seth Rollins is a babyface. He wants to go about things the right way. But but then say that. I understand. Even in that promo okay, backstage, I there was that. nothing there. Or uh, I don't have an issue with what you did. I had an issue with how you did it. What? What does that mean? So go about things the right way. So to me, that's stupid. You hate the bar. They they they've tried to hurt you, in storyline. Oh, we are the bar. Yeah, we are the bar. They were part of the group that attacked and injured your friend and tag team partner for nine months in mm-hmm. storyline. Mm-hmm. Why do you care if Jason Jordan comes out and his music played and cost him a match? Why do you care? You see, I just naturally justified that in my head, so I, I didn't. But think that's of not it. the kind but, of babyface he is. He's not Bailey. But you. Okay. What are you yelling at me for? I didn't write the show. If so, I was writing the show, it would have been three like hours of Braun Strowman. I didn't like that. Okay. So then the revival. The revival promo was odd because the first half of that promo was 
all right, we know Smarks like us, so let's try to get them not to like and us. And let's bash Stone Cold, let's bash all these, you know, all these people. And then they go then on Then they promo. immediately go and say all the stuff that Smarks would like them to say. We're not sports entertainers, we're professional wrestlers. Are you kidding me? By the way, anytime a wrestler calls themselves a professional wrestler on TV in WWE, it gets a pop. By the Every way, time. by the way, there's some there are people out there who think Vince is mad at uh, at the revival for saying that in their promo. So the revival responded and said, "Yeah, he already is." To like keep up the kayfabe, which is really awesome. People are because dumb. because Vince cleared that promo. No, of course he I, did. I, you think the revival just are gonna go on a live mic and just go into business for themselves when they're the barely revival? on TV? Yeah, they're barely on TV. Come on, no. So they they say that this is their universe, and and I love the revival. Like I, the first half of that promo, I'm like, oh, they're trying to get everybody mad at them, and then they're like, and then switch, and then like, we're not, odd. we're not sports entertainers, we're professional wrestlers. I'm like, what revival? What are you doing here? This is, this is not going to work the way you want it to. Yeah, so I'm, not, I'm not quite sure what I was, what I'm supposed to take from that promo. Uh, FTRR. Elias is the new intro for the Miz, which is awesome. Yes. Uh, Elias calls out John Cena, which is interesting to me. Are we gonna have an Elias John Cena match at the Elimination Chamber? Is that what we're doing here? Uh, well. Maybe. I mean, now we don't know what's or up with Joe. Or is that the big match for John Cena at WrestleMania? Well, we don't know what's going on with Joe. That's true. We don't know. So, I mean, is. this might be a stand-in. Uh, so then the Miz comes out, cuts a promo, talks about his new show, Miz and Mrs., uh, that at Raw 25, the title will be his. By the way, why are they not... Raw 25 and not like the 25th anniversary of Raw? Is there a reason why they're not saying that? They've said it a couple times on TV, but they're not phrasing it that way on the graphic. Well, because it's technically not the 25th anniversary. Oh, okay. So there's there's a there's a logical reason behind yeah, this. Yeah, okay, okay. it, it's it's been 25 years, but it's not on the anniversary. Well, because that was what I was thinking. I was like, well, wait a minute. How? I mean, they and must it's technically have... like you know the deal with like 25th anniversary. It's not like the 25th time you've had that. It's been technically the 24th time since your first year. It, it's complicated. So also, Raw 25 sounds cooler. So what you're saying is like like Raw 1000. No, what, no, what you're saying is is like Raw's 25th anniversary is like the 19th of January, but they don't have a show on the 19th, so they're just kind of celebrating. Yeah, it's that. okay. Or, I, that, I'm fine with that. No, because remember we we did a Throwback Thursday. Was it last week or? It was last week, I think. It was a throwback Thursday to the first episode of Raw. And it wasn't... Okay, so, so this is just their way of celebrating the yes. 20... Okay, that's fine with me. Okay. It's not even the first Raw after their the 25th you know year. So it's weird. But okay. yeah, Raw 25 is probably just a branding thing. Fine. Too. I like it. No like issue it. with it. I'm very cool with it. Uh, they did a package multiple times during the show about, of all the women that are going to be on the show. Yes. And Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly were both mentioned. So, Jacqueline. So locks for the rumble. A lot, you can put those... So yeah. That, write the, those two in. That's one of those ones I thought of. of I wonder, With all those names, like you're gonna, are you going to leave any like rumble surprises? Um. <laughs> yeah, Beth Phoenix. Was Beth Phoenix mentioned? I don't think she was mentioned in that promo. Yeah, but it's not really a surprise, but yeah. Well, it's a surprise to... I mean, she's on, the, she's, she's on Mixed Match Challenge. Which starts tonight, the Mixed Matchka Challenge. Um, and then for the men, New Japan Superstar Chris Jericho was announced. Yeah, for Raw 25. Okay. You think he's going to hype up his match against Naito or something? Probably not. Okay. I'm just making sure. Although I, I will enjoy the mental gymnastics that uh, that Raw commentators might have to go through to, to pretend like we haven't seen Jericho since the Festival of Friendship. Uh, and, or not no, Festival of Friendship, but like the, that... Feud. Yes. Uh, I cannot wait for it. You brought this up. Corey Graves to have some commentary line of he's the alpha of professional wrestling. Yeah. That's going to be great. Um, so we get the Roman one-on-two handicap match, which I don't know who booked that, but okay. Uh, Roman wins. Uh, and then we get the main event. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's talk about this Paige stuff for a second. So, so Paige doesn't say anything on this show. She Her music hits, and she comes out in her wrestling gear. And at first I was like, what is going on here? And she came out... In front. Right, and I was like, and I went, wait a minute. I'm like, 
I'm like, what? And then they're like, Sonya Deville. I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, what is going on? She's in her wrestling gear, her music hit. She was like leading the group down there. I was like, what is going on? Uh, so she, so Sonya Deville defeats Sasha Banks. Yes. No promo afterwards. By the way, Sonya Deville hates wrestling with her hair down now. That's got to be a Vince thing, right? I know this is a minor detail, doesn't matter. That's got to be a Vince thing that she doesn't have the braids or anymore. A, or a Michael P.S. Hayes thing or a Road Dog thing or so one of those agents probably. Yeah, because she doesn't do have it. the braids anymore. And the second she can put her hair in a ponytail, she, she does, does. It every time. She even did it during the match a couple weeks ago. Yes. So, isn't her catchphrase "Put your hair up and square up"? Just not gonna have her do that anymore. Uh, I don't know what her catchphrase is. I'm yeah, I think that's what she said. Oh, okay. One of her like promos that they wrote for her. I appreciate you being like you that. being in charge of the catchphrase. Put your hair up and square up. So no promo from Paige. She says something. They do a WWE.com video afterwards where she says the doctors have told me that I will not be able to participate in the Royal Rumble. But then she goes into she goes into kayfabe and puts over Mandy Rose and Sonya. Yeah, and they very casually on the show mentioned. Yeah, Paige is gonna be out of the Rumble. And, and she's no longer right she's no longer in the graphic that yeah, they showed. Not. By the way, they have only announced like eight people for the men's Royal Rumble. Like, yes. they and, showed the, and 17 women. They show the women's graphic, and I'm like, they don't have a lot of spots. They show the men's graphic, and I'm like, they have so many spots. They just have all these fr free spots for people to, to, to join in. Then we have the main event. We have Finn Balor taking on Seth Rollins. Do you want to talk about the, the, the three count that wasn't a three count that I think was the referee just adjusting his position, but it looked like a count to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was definitely a three count. Uh, it was definitely not supposed to be a three count, nor was it supposed to be a kayfabe three count that we were talking about. It just happened to be a – I've seen that before, a referee that kind of hits the mat and you think it's like one – and you hear the motion, so you think it's like one, two, three, and then kick out, even though it's only just hitting the mat, one, two, and kick out. But it plays excellently in the soil and they're telling. That, that, that is one of the cases where a mistake that actually really benefits their storytelling. And here's the other problem. when I think it was Rod Zapata was the referee. When he slides and hits his hand for one – or what was not supposed to be one, but it yeah. came off as one. The problem is you got the crowd chanting one. So now the crowd thinks no matter what you do next, it's going to be a three count. Yeah. So you either have to just go with it and say, no, 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 he didn't kick out. Or no, 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 it wasn't a three count. Or you got to hope that the wrestler knows what happened and kicks out early. And you can or just go the referee yells kick. Right, and does something. Just to kick and, and, and then. And there's nothing. Yeah. And so, so they kind of put themselves in a weird spot there. And then, Jamie... Seth Rollins hit the curb stomp. No, 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 the blackout. Excuse me, the blackout on television. That got the biggest pop of the night by far. And I want you to and do... It got, it got a pretty decent pop for me even though it was spoiled. I want you to do me a favor. Okay. Can you go to the WWE YouTube page right now? WWE YouTube oh, page. The WWE YouTube okay. page right now on the show. Because I want you to I want you to see something. Because we have to talk about this awkward end to Monday Night Raw. Because I need, I need to look up music. The right. awkward. So you are you on the WWE.com uh, YouTube page? I am. By the way, their username is is WWE Fan Nation. Do you have uh, your sound off? Yes. Keep it off. Okay. Okay. Click on the video that has uh, Seth Rollins brings back a familiar move or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, it's there. I watch it. I watch it before we okay. came in. Resurrects a familiar. Resurrects a familiar. Finish the one with one point one million views. Yes. Can you click on that one, please? I, I did. Can you go toward where he hits the curb stomp or excuse me the blackout? Okay. All right. I'm trying. It's, okay. It's just, I, I don't know what this is about. Okay. But. Well, I want you to notice that when he pins Finn Balor, he grabs Finn's head and it looks like he says something to him. Okay. Because this is going to set up for something. Okay. I'm I'm fast forwarding. Okay. Yeah, they, 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 Roy was this is a three minute video to get to this. Oh yeah, because they got to show you how Jason Jordan gets involved and then how the bar come out and you got all the shenanigans. By the way, that the, lead the, to literally the, the first video next to it is Seth Rollins explains why the curb stomp was banned. It's the. Wow. So the okay. curse right, is right, banned? Right, right. We need an explanation for right. 
Okay. So now Seth Rollins is about to hit the rope. Okay. So hit play again. Okay, yes. Yeah, so hit play yeah. and then give me your live the rope, reaction. Okay, yep. Curb stomp. Yep. Goes for the cover and you notice that he brings Finn's head. Yeah. Okay, he says something to him, right? Has to. Yes. Okay. I don't know what he said, but from that point on, that is the most awkward ending of Raw I've ever seen. Can you explain to me what this idea was? Yes, that 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 the move itself is so devastating that Finn Balor is so in like cobwebs. That's what they were selling to me. Because it was overacting. It was bad. Yes, but I think that was intentional. Okay. I think that was intentional to, to try to sell how ridiculous of a move that was. Like I, I think we're gonna lead to that of hey Seth, you can't do that move, it's too dangerous or something. Which by the way is a weird thing to do in the wrestling world. But I think they're going to lead to something like that. Like you're using moves that you shouldn't and Look what you did to Finn and all that kind of a thing. I think that was intentional. It was awkward. It went on too long, but I think that was intentional. And commentary just kind of like shut up at one point, and there was just silence. It was so silent, and I've been so to- I've been so scorned by Tommaso Ciampa that I thought the club were going to turn on Finn. Oh, so did I. There was a, there was a half second where they were picking him and up, I'm like, and oh, they went. I'm like, oh no. I went. Well, that was a short-lived run for the club, and then. They were just selling. And then I was like, oh, okay. I, got, I was like, because this was going on way too long. I did have that long. same thought. I'm glad you brought that up. I thought somebody was going to run in. I thought the club was going to turn. I thought something was going to happen. And then Raw just kind of went off the air. Just kind of ended. This was a really weird show. It had the curb stomp, which was awesome. It had the Braun Strowman hour, which was awesome. And then it had just a bunch of weird stuff. What would you grade this show? For the person who had zero expectations for this show, what would you grade it? I'll give this one... Uh, I- an a, a minus, actually. A minus. I know you have the, you have that terrible middle hour, but you know what? I I was thoroughly in, I thoroughly enjoyed this show. I'm not going to mark it down. So I'm going to give it an, I'm going to give it an A plus, which is for, for me, which is bold. And you want to know why? Because I watched the first hour of Raw, the whole, and which we are now calling the Braun Strowman hour. And Jamie, I did not once look at my phone or look at my clock or look at anything. Right? I didn't look at what time it was. The Braun Strowman thing finished up where he threw Kurt, or we, I'm sorry, we threw Cole. Oh, by the way, it's just so nice that Tom Phillips just happened to be there to fill in on commentary, right? It was just happenstance that they're, they're both there. So they, it, he throws Cole, and that whole thing ends. He's back in the match, and everything's over. And I look over to the clock on my microwave, and it says 7 o'clock. And I say, uh, like out loud, because my girlfriend was, 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 in the, was in the kitchen. I was like, that was only an hour of Raw. That felt like two hours of Raw with how much stuff they did in that hour. Yeah, it did. was awesome. Yeah, they did. They packed a lot into it. It was good. Do more of that. Give me an hour. Give me the middle hour where it's the Matt Hardy hour and he just does a bunch of weird stuff. Do more with Strowman. Do stuff with Roman Reigns where it interacts and weaves. Jamie, that was a page right out of the Attitude Era's book where you have a story. It takes place over and over the hour, the two hours, and it's interwoven and it p- plays into the larger storyline. But you know what? But Jamie, when they show the video package for the Royal Rumble for this match, I don't know if this is going to be a part of it. It might be, but it might not be. Yeah, this and that's okay. It and it's okay. Be. It was a great story. It, it, it helped move things along for the Royal Rumble, and it kept me entertained. By the way, I'm in this weird spot where I'm, I'm on the WWE Raw page right now. Oh, I'm and sorry. In, for and that. in the corner is just a looping gif of Roman Reigns ducking under a Curtis Axel clothesline and spearing him. Over and over again. I've seen it like about 500 times this episode. Stuck under the clothesline, off the rope, spear. <laughs> over so, and over again, like some nightmare. So, why can't they do more of that? Where they have a story that they tell just on their television show that 
is involving the larger feud that they're a part of, but doesn't change the course of it, right? Did anything last night change the course of the Royal Rumble match? The, the no. title match? Braun is still in it. Braun has proven that he's this... Look at what... Look to the lengths that he went to to get his job back to be in that match. Oh, yeah. Right? Those are the stories that they tried to tell last night. And that's just a little part of it. It didn't impact Brock. It didn't impact Kane. It didn't change the story of what they're trying to tell. But it was a great hour of television. It was awesome. It just takes good writing and some foresight. And apparently that's too much to ask for on a consistent week-to-week basis. On a consistent basis. Uh, has, do we, should we talk about Kevin Owens not getting hit by the injury bug? Yeah, I saw that report from Cagehead Seats. That, that, uh, was it from Cagehead Seats? No, it's, they aggregated from Cagehead Seats aggregated it from PW Insider. All right, so from Mike Johnson and the company at PW Insider. That uh, Kevin Owens a little banged up. Yeah, the, the, this one doesn't seem it's to not, be not supposed to be uh, serious at all. Yeah, so that's good, but we're just man. The list of of superstars that are hurts getting long. Ambrose, Joe, Jason Jordan didn't work last night. Jamie, that was telling. He was on the show, but he didn't wrestle, and he didn't take any bumps. The only thing he was involved in. Did you notice how at the end, when he when he got cornered in between the two teams, yeah, he ducked the clothes on and got right out of the way. And that was part of the storyline, but also I think part of it has to do with maybe they don't want him taking too many bumps with whatever is going on with him. But you got him, you got Ambrose, who's on the shelf, probably, you know, Alpha WrestleMania. You got Joe, who probably is going to miss the Rumble. I haven't heard from him. Maybe he's okay, and they want that to be a surprise at the Rumble. That would be a cool idea. Uh, you got now Owens a little bit banged up. I mean, the WWE, this is the worst time of the year for them to have guys get banged up. And the the list is getting long. So I'm, I, just, I just hope that everyone is... Just taking care of themselves for WrestleMania season because I would hate for somebody's WrestleMania moment to be taken from them because of an injury at like a house show or something like that. Uh, Jamie, are you excited for the Mixed Machka Challenge tonight? Kind of. I've become less excited actually as we've gotten closer. You know what I thought of last night while I was watching the show? Nijax better be selling that knee. Is she going to wrestle on the show? She's not on tonight's show. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm... Finn's on tonight's show. Yeah, it's Finn and Sasha versus... Nakamura and, and Natalia. Natalia. That's right. So, that's, hey, that, that's a great way to start. But hold on. Finn's got to sell... The head, yeah. The head. And and that's the story that Michael Cole... Michael, look at Michael Cole. Quick turnaround for him. He's going to be calling the Mixed Match Challenge tonight. Because he that was the softest bump we, in the He didn't walk the rest of the show. They had to get Tom Phillips from the they back. They said he was shaken up. So I guess they made it sound like it was more of like an emotional... And he just couldn't return to the commentary. Yeah, that's kind of what they w- were selling it more than the heat. They didn't say he was injured. He said he was shaken up. Also, I need him to come back and completely get on Booker's case. Booker pushed him into Braun Strowman. Pushed, shoved him into Braun Strowman. Smart. It was, it was great. Uh, SmackDown tonight. You excited? I have more expectations for SmackDown than I did for Raw. But Raw was so good last night that I don't know if SmackDown's going to be able to live Yeah, up I'd be surprised if SmackDown's the better show. Uh, I mean, we'll see. I, I was... I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I really, really like the Shane... Daniel Bryan dynamic. Well, it means Dan- well, Daniel Bryan's coming back to win the Royal Rumble. So, I mean, now that we know that. But I feel like that right now, other than that, I don't care about almost anything else on the show. Jinder Mahal. Besides Rusev Day. By the way, happy Rusev Day to you. Yes, happy Rusev Day. I can't believe on Rusev Day, Rusev's not a part of the mixed Machka challenge. Now, lucky for him, lucky when for he him. is on the show, it is Rusev Day. Yes. So that's that's the only other good thing. So we'll see. I mean, again, to, to me, it's I, I every time there's a Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon involvement, I'm happy with it. I like the Rusev Day stuff. That's about it. Okay. That's it for us, then. We're out of here. You can find this show on Anchor at FRS Slam. You can find it 
anywhere you get your podcast, Android or Apple devices. Just look up FRS Slam. You can follow the show on Twitter at FRS Slam and go to FRSSlam.com for all of your wrestling commentary and news needs. Jamie and I will be back tomorrow to recap SmackDown and the first episode of the Mixed Match Challenge. We'll talk to you then, guys.